You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Cannabis Hangout. I'm Saab. And I'm Brandon. And today, as a part of our Cannabinoid Connection series, we are going to be breaking down Delta 8 and CBN. So, Bran, let's just dive right in. All right. So, as we all know, there's over, or actually you guys might not know, but I will let you know, there's over 100 cannabinoids found in the cannabis plant that we know of. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Really, though, that we know of because there's still so much research being done on cannabis because since it's been illegal for so long, there's not been any research except for the people doing it in the background. And so now that it's coming to light and it's becoming legalized in a lot of states and possibly federally in the future, it is opening up a lot more avenues for people to do research on individual cannabinoids and what they're able to do and their, you know, all the processes and why they are what they are and what they help with what. So knowing that piece of information, tackling cannabinoids, sorry, tackling this cannabinoid connection series became a little overwhelming, but instead of being overwhelmed, we decided (laughs) to narrow it down to the most commonly known cannabinoids and the most talked about, which leads me to talk about Delta-8. Bran, do you know what Delta-8 is? I do not know what Delta 8 is entirely. I just know that there's a gummy that has it in there by nature's <laughs> key. And I like the way it makes my body feel. Yes, that's a really good way to say it. So when I first heard about Delta 8, it sounded kind of fake from the people that had described it to me, kind of like a placebo effect. But then I tried it, which also confused me. 25 milligrams of Delta 8 did nothing to me. And at the time, I did not know what Delta 8 was. So for me, in my mind, I'm just thinking it's THC. So it's going to get me, you know, it's going to make me feel like a normal THC edible does. No, it did not. What I didn't know that I, I didn't know what I was consuming. So therefore, I didn't know what I should be feeling. And therefore, I felt nothing. Because I thought I should be feeling high. You were like in your head too much or something? No, it's like I didn't know what Delta 8 was. So 25 milligrams is a lot in my mind in regards to THC. So taking that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to feel something. My body's like, you know, going to be like floating. Like I'm going to be good. Hmm. And then it kicked in. But I didn't, or I guess it, I didn't know it kicked in because it had been an hour and a half. But what I thought it was was not what it was going, what it actually was doing. Okay. So, so was it more healing to your body or like a I, body high? You I know, didn't even really think, no, because I didn't, think of that's it. not what, I didn't know what to expect. So yeah. I didn't even notice that that could have happened. Yeah. It was kinda, even if it but did, it does kind of like you were in your head about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, But So anyways, as we did research for this topic, I knew it was going to be a little bit confusing trying to explain Delta 8 because there's so many different ways to explain one thing. So I will try to keep it very simple. What is Delta 8, you ask so eagerly? Well, this actually was news to me, but Delta 8 is actually derived from hemp. Did you know that? No. Okay, yeah, it's derived from hemp. So pretty much you get all of the wonderful effects without that psychoactive high Although you kind of still do get one, it's just a different and kind of hard. It's like to controllable. High. Yeah, it's, it's so, my experience. Yeah, so when Brandon and I took the Nature's Key Delta Eight gummy after they took the time to explain to us what it was, I actually felt what I was supposed to feel. 
I immensely felt relief in all of my body pains. And surprisingly, it gave me a little euphoria, but I wouldn't even call it that. It just really took the edge off and made me think more clear. Yeah. And I th- I feel like it kind of was like a happy, happy feeling too. Yeah. Like I was just like vibing all day. Like and we had and a really, I didn't really consume yeah, anything other no. than like a go in the morning for my workout, which is like several hours before that, yeah. you know, and Brandon and I had a really busy day when we did take it mindfully when we took it. And yes. so even through that day, it was nothing but like it held our hand through the day and made it so much better. Right. Yeah. And just I made agree. everything so much yes. more fluid and flow better. Yes. So the best way to describe Delta eight is when you do something you never thought you could, and then you do it and you're in this natural like state of high. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you push yourself yeah. out of your limits and then you're in this natural high, like I can conquer anything and you feel really clear in the head because you're like, holy shit, I did that. And I, I got over my fear. I feel like that's the best way to describe what Delta eight was like for hmm. me. It was a natural state of high. Okay. So again, like very controllable. I didn't feel any yeah. foggy, but I just felt naturally like my, I feel like my naturally, like it probably wasn't my endorphins, but it's like when you work out and you get that high after, like that's what I felt well, like all en- day. That's endorphins. Yeah. So it was yeah. like endorphin high, but I wasn't, I don't know it's if my dopamine. endorphins were doing anything, if that makes sense. Anyways, <laughs> but from my experience, I feel like it provided most of the benefits I want from my normal consumption, cannabis consumption, but I don't have to worry about the, the high aspect, which is a great feeling. So why can Delta 8 be important? It has so many medicinal benefits to it, like marijuana, that you just can't overlook it. We always say everyone has different methods of consumption, and maybe this works well for some people, and it might not work well for everyone. Think of it like this. Your mom, your dad, grandpa, aunt, cousin, who are hesitant on trying anything cannabis slash hemp related because they haven't had their minds open to it. They're the literal perfect candidates for something yes, like this. Yes, to microdose with it though, for sure. Yes, absolutely. Because they are not used to any sort of consumption. Yes, so they and, might feel very stoned if they consume 25 yeah. milligrams. Yes, even though it's like a we different took kind it. of 25 milligrams, right. you know? And so, it, I mean, everyone's body responds to different things in different, different ways. Different levels. Yes, but this is a great entry point for them because it eases them into a world of what could be so much more. Right. So Delta 8 has... Been said to help with cancer, pain, increased appetite, and neuroprotective properties, to name a few. I feel like a lot of cannabinoids have very similar, similar properties, properties as to what they help. Yeah. I agree. I definitely agree. So how is Delta 8 federally legal? So let me tell you, it has less than 3% Delta 9 THC. That's how. Well, less than 0.3% Delta 9 THC, which is how it makes it legal. And this is where I think a lot of people question if Delta 8 is just a loophole for consuming, which I've heard that from some people prior to knowing really what Delta 8 is and doing all this research. And honestly, I don't think it is because it is so controllable that it's it should be available for people, yeah. in my opinion. But again, I'm still learning and I'm still growing. But this cannabinoid actually is not legal in all states. It's only legal in some. So even though it's federally legal, some states have not allowed That's interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah. So listen to what states are not allowing Delta 8 to be legal. Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Delaware, Idaho, Iowa, Mississippi, Montana, 
Rhode Island and Utah. Colorado? Colorado. Yeah. So hmm. that was, that actually was my question as I was doing research on this topic is why would a state like Colorado, who is also pushing forward the use of psychedelics. Yes. Very recreational. Yes. And ban Delta, a substance like Delta eight, yeah. it's not a substance, but like, you know, um, Delta eight. And from what my research showed me, if my internet research serves me correctly, I think it's because it could be synthetic or seen as synthetic. This is how I took it. So the first thing when I read the bill in Colorado, it said that tetrahydrocannabinols means synthetic equivalents of the substance contained in the plant or in the resinous extractives of cannabis. So the fact that it derived from it... From yeah, that's kind of. I mean, I don't really know. That's very. It's, it's yeah, hard to understand. It's very hard. It's and that's why this was a little bit of a tougher topic in regards to Delta Eight because there is so much information on it. Yeah, so we're learning here with you guys too. Yes, and I feel like there is so many different ways. I'm sure you know growers and processors who deal strictly with THC feel some sort of way, and like the CBD side of it, and then the hemp side of it. There's so many different avenues that this could go. But it was really interesting to open my mind to what Delta 8 actually is and how it could be beneficial for a certain, it's not going to be for everyone, but it's for a certain type of someone. I guess for like my first time experiencing it by taking that gummy, like I've had a great experience with Yeah, and I've not had, yeah, yeah, it's been, I've actually taken it four or five times since we got that um, bag of gummies and it's been phenomenal for me. Like I've, I've. It's almost it's, been like me, a it's like implementation in my yes, daily. It's you know? like a universal thing for your body that like helps in so many ways. Like I, I feel like I always compare stuff like that to lavender essential yeah. oil because uh-huh. lavender is just yeah. like you can ingest it mm-hmm. and it can help with like an array of things inside yeah. your body without you even knowing it's doing yeah. it. Yeah. And so for me, the reason that I feel it so hard and notice such a big change is because my back, my back's always hurting. Yeah. And if something's helping my back, I definitely know right. that it's not hurting and I feel it. And it yeah. was like, I felt, felt the body that. leave my, bo- or the pain leave my body. after we're done with this episode. Yeah, I took one before I left. Uh, after I did my workout this morning, actually. Okay. And honestly, my back's hurting from rowing, but it's not nearly like what it was. That's awesome As it though. started. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of kept it at bay. Like it's aching right now, but it's not like, oh, I can't go on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes though. Yeah. So even though... um. Delta 8 is federally legal. You actually cannot ship Delta 8 through USPS. It recently just became illegal. Hmm. And I think it kind of ties into the, like, not, I don't know. I think it ties into, like, you know, it's a control, or yeah. whether it's a controlled substance or not. And so they just completely banned it. And I'm sure there's so much more for me to learn and know out there, but that's just a little bit of what I've learned about Delta it, it just 8 sounds and how like, it's helped it, me. It's so weird to me because I feel like it sounds like it's like a federal thing, but mm-hmm. then it's not because yeah. like, I can consume it. But like, it yeah. sounds like it has like this big red X on it. And it's like, why do so many other states, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. are like saying this isn't allowed, like, but we, we're a state that's medicinal, but mm-hmm. this isn't allowed like that. You know, there's like, I think there's just so much more science to it. Yeah. And I think that's why people are on. There's, that's why prior to knowing what really Delta 8 was, people were on like the fence about yeah, it. Yeah, like I still when my mom people, asked yeah. me, I was trying to explain to her, like I didn't even really know what to say exactly. Mm-hmm. And like, it was annoying to me. And I was like, okay, well I need to go like figure out what the hell yeah. Delta 8 is and research it. And yeah, see what I mean. it's, it's it, it, honestly, it's still a little bit confusing to me. So if somebody has a little bit more clarification they yeah. can give to us, please shop, like reach we're out to us. Here for yeah. that. 
we always know that we can educate ourselves a little bit better and a little bit more. So yes, we're for here sure. for that. So Brian, you want to take her off? Yeah. So let's talk about CBN. It's way less complicated than Delta eight. Oh. That's for dang sure. So let's just jump right in. Um, so this is known as a rare cannabinoid and is far less known than CBD and THC. Um, cannab- cannabidiol and cannabinol, that's what CBD and CBN, their names are. They have, despite their similar names, they're two different molecules with two separate development pathways. So this cannabinoid, it can act as a powerful neuroprotectant, just like you were saying, Delta Eight can. I feel like a lot of other cannabinoids mm-hmm. have that same property sure. too. But CBN is used as a treatment for ALS and also aids in delaying the condition of ALS. Wow. So, yeah. That's cool. Right. So, because I haven't read one that was specifically for, for ALS, that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just like Saba has had the Delta 8, like that's still being researched and figure out like so is CBN. Like it's, I think it's just wild to me too that like I sometimes I feel like we're just trying to pick up on this, like, you know, catch up to like where, like what we know to like where the world is with it. Mm -hmm. But it's really like few and far between that. This wasn't that long ago. Like since that everything, there's so many states that are popping up medicinal and recreational Mm -hmm. and it's like starting to flood. That it's more, it's just, I don't, it's yeah, just. And a lot of this research that we're finding, guys, is like 2014, 2015. I mean, it's still fairly new. Like not, there hasn't been people, a lot of. Yeah, yeah they make sure are, to tell you that too. Yeah, and people are still like figuring stuff out. And I mean, even with CBN, I know that there's edibles in Oklahoma that right. have incorporated CBN and melatonin. Yes, And totally. even with that, like I don't, I've heard that only two milligrams of melatonin is what you should take per day before your mm-hmm. body starts to stop producing it naturally yeah, and you know so even things right. like that you have to think about yeah. so um i know that there's so much research as i mean still being done yeah so. and it takes us sitting here talking about yes. it too like whether mm-hmm. we you know know everything or not like it's just talking about it that allows us to absorb yes more and even as the listener you know maybe you know more about it than we do and that's yeah. okay but it's a conversation, but according according to the research I was doing for CBN, um, it may provide a powerful tool in the fight against ALS and other neurodegenerative conditions. So you may be wondering, like, how is CBN formed? And because that can get confusing. Um, so as the plant dries, and THC, excuse me, and THC is exposed to air, light, and heat. So those three things, CBN is produced in small trace amounts, which really means it develops when THC is heated or exposed to oxygen. That's where CBN comes from. So with that being said, the presence of CBN, it produces, it's pretty like a gentle, like sedative high that becomes, that may be beneficial for people who are wanting to use cannabis for better sleep. And it's, it's known to be like pretty effective, highly effective as a sleep aid or a sedative, um, like I was saying earlier, but it contributes as it contributes um, to sedation via the entourage effect with other cannabinoids and terpenes cbn it does aid in enhancing the overall effectiveness of how you feel it's not just there for nothing even though it's not like psychoactive like thc is it's it's partnering with the other cannabinoids like i kind of think like they're all holding hands and like dancing around together and like the more the merrier and they're all doing some part within so um, can CBN help you stay healthy? 
yes. Well, I believe that I think using cannabis, period, helps you be healthy, healthy and consuming clean products. Of course, you know, not, I don't want to say anything out there on the market. If it's cannabis derived or related, it is safe and healthy. That's not true. Um, but the answer is yes. I do believe that I'm healthy, really healthy be- because of cannabis being one of the things in my life, not just because of it solely. Yes. You know, I agree. And that's when, if you guys haven't listened to our endocannabinoid, um, what is the endocannabinoid system episode? That's a good one to go back to and revisit because we break down how cannabinoids are so good for your body and actually our body needs them. And we have these receptors, um, cannabinoids respond to those receptors. And so I need to feed the receptors. Yeah, we need to feed the, yeah, hundred percent. And so that's how our bodies are. I so much more healthier because we're consuming cannabis in the way that our body needs it. Yes, absolutely. So Um, Back to how it can help with our bodies and help us keep healthy. Yes, um, it actually has been shown to help regulate our immune system, which immune system Mm -hmm. equals health. And it works to relieve the pain and inflammation that can be caused by several conditions with stuff like arthritis and Crohn's disease. And it can even help in like eye pressure that's caused by glaucoma. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which is a like an ailment, obviously, yeah. of a disease, mm-hmm. but it's cool that it, you know, can specifically target that. Yes. So if you know someone who experiences that, CBN could be a good cannabinoid wow. to look for in, you know, a strain or a mm-hmm. terpene profile. But um, it does act as an anti-convulsant as well. So it's also beneficial to anyone that you may know that's suffering from seizure disorders, including epilepsy. Um, It can also help with rheumatoid arthritis. And like I said a second ago, chronic um, post-operative pain as well. So kind of instead of your normal, you know, Mm painkiller, it's CBN, something that's high in that's going to help you with that. Yeah. But to kind of like wrap up CBD, um, CBN, I'm sorry, since it's more of a, it's more simple. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it legal? CBN, it's not listed in the United um, States as a a controlled substance schedules, but it can also be, CBN can can be extracted from hemp, which is legal in most countries and it could provide like a tolerated way to process the plant in order to extract the CBN. So yeah, it's it's extracted from hemp, which is legal in most countries. So interesting that, I mean, that just goes to show that one plant can do so much and has so many different versatile properties, mm-hmm. cannabinoids, terpenes, and there's just not one. We say this all all the time, but it's so true. There's not one way to consume. No. One way is not the way for everyone. No. And just because if you're listening and you've had a bad cannabis experience, that doesn't have to be your last experience. Right. Explore, open your mind, yeah, and try that's what things. I, I like, really like to push to, like, even with family who are just, I'm trying to help you know, guide and dip into different Mm -hmm. products and what's going to help them. Like that's kind of, I feel like I experienced that same train of thought. Absolutely. And like write down notes. If, you know, THC isn't your thing, that's totally okay. There's so many other ways to consume cannabis without that, you know, that high effect and that can still really benefit your body. I mean, you guys have heard the people that we've had come through that have cured cancer with different forms of, you know, cannabis. And it's just, it just takes you and educating yourself and yes. being open-minded to different and being options. willing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And being willing. And listening to the cannabis hangout Heck to yeah. where we can give you guys all the good details and break the stuff that's hard down. So 
Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. But guys, <laughs> stay tuned for next week's episode. And Saab, as always, stay medicated. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.